Hey, listener. I um, I gotta admit, I <clears throat> I just had about three, four, four large spoonfuls of uh, Nutella and peanut butter. So I'll get <laughs> a spoon about half and half. And uh, it's just, unfortunately, it's just such a good combination. I'm a sucker for peanut butter. But yeah, I mean, I've been decent about watching what I eat lately, but I feel like in the last, let's see, two weeks, maybe, um, that discipline has been slipping. Also, I've been working out more, so I'm wondering if my body's just like, yo, I need more calories, you know? Could be. But I need to be more disciplined about the nature of those calories because right now I'm sitting here like, oh, that was one too many spoonfuls of Nutella and peanut butter. I'm glad, though, they don't sell those two products, like, integrated into one jar because, you know, if they did, that would remove that one layer of work needed to join, you know, the two compounds together, which... For me, who, you know, I will admit I am no cook. Um, if there's even one step involved in food preparation other than grab and put in mouth, um, I'm usually fairly discouraged. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I mean, I think cooking is is a formidable art. My my wife is is an amazing cook, and and I think that's partially the reason why I don't, because it's like it doesn't make sense for me to, and she enjoys doing it too. So she's, you know, her volume, her cooking volume is, is, is always high. There's never like, she won't let me cook essentially. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to here. Anywho. Um, I had a couple notes on my, Oh, I want to give an update on the project over at the live mind.com. So, the the website is coming together. Um, I have the course outlined. Um, I have like different categories within the course, and then within those categories, there are modules. Five modules in each category. There's five categories, and each module will be five minutes long. Um, and I've spoken before about these. I've I think mentioned a few of them, uh, but I'll. Maybe go to the list here and I'll give you a category and then they have already done this. Um, well, the categories I've mentioned before, I don't want to harp on this too much, but uh, just to pick, like there's a category of awakening practices and within that there is a module of, or called lucid punctuation. And that is the idea that you can punctuate your day with these, you know, moments of lucidity that kind of interrupt uh, your regular thought patterns and begin to de-escalate the momentum, let's say, of 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 the ego. I, I always kind of hesitate to use the word ego because it it feels so ill-defined. Um, it just really varies by context, 
Uh, but what I mean by it in this context is, excuse me, hold on. Um, the sort of, you know, constructed, narrativized sense of self that we carry around that we essentially are, are always kind of spinning, right? And so that's what I mean by that. Um, so yeah, there, that's, that's an example of a category and then a module within that category. So lucid punctuation being one of the five, uh, awakening practices that are included in this course, which I'm actually debating whether I should call it awakened experience or lucid experience. Uh, Lucid experience feels a little more objective and even maybe like a little more targeted as far as you know what I'm trying to get to there awakened certainly works it just that word has a lot of connotations and just kind of feels a little more um pretenseful is that a word so anyway uh yeah but building that out what I'm where I'm at right now is like trying to figure out um because I certainly like you know for example with that lucid punctuation module um, I put an outline together for that. That was kind of my first approach. Um, and, you know, within that outline, I have kind of like an intro, intro, the main content, um, kind of like the wrap-up portion of that and whatnot. And so I kind of, you know, I outlined that all out in, uh, I'd say, mid mid-level of fidelity there. You know, just to serve as a uh, sort of a script for me to go through. And, and what I found was that since I was, you know, talking like this is one thing, which, it you know, it feels more artificial than having a conversation with, with somebody that I know, but it at least feels more natural than following a script and following an outline. Um, what I found when doing that is that it, um, sort of sucked the in the momentness right out of it, the spontaneity and kind of the the organicness of it. <clears throat> but at the same time, you know, I don't. I think with you know, I want to think through these modules and 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 make them make sense and 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 you know, make it so that there's a higher chance of them actually working or, you know, people understanding them and then being able to implement them, them, um, and in implementing them actually get a result out of it. Right. So I, I, you know, I feel like some level of, of thought is proper there. Some level of like pre planning versus if I just said, okay, um, yeah, lucid punctuation, I'll just, talk about that, you know, for however long, right? Like, yeah, I like the idea of constraints because constraints can, you know, act as a conduit for energy, right? If there are no constraints, if there's no, you know, form that you're following, uh, that can also be, you know, paralyzing. And so I like, for example, the, the, constraint of, Hey, you know, it's got to fit within five minutes, but even beyond that, you know, if each module has a structure that kind of works and makes sense, 
than you know being consistent there. I don't know if you can hear in the background uh, my dog. He is um, how should we call it? Grooming himself. Let me take a peek around the uh, monitor. Hold on. Mm, yeah, you don't want to know the details. Um, hopefully, you can't hear that. But <laughs> you probably can. It seems loud to me. It's uh, grotesque, I won't lie, but he likes it, you know, who am I to judge? Anyway, um, I'm experimenting with the format because what I want to do is, you know, apply the same structure, right, and style to each of these modules. And so if they're all off the cuff, then they should all be off, off the cuff, you know, where I just go, bam, I'm just going to talk about this for five minutes and you know however it comes out should be good enough or should it be that like you know let's let's provide some background on you know where, where this concept comes from you know what the benefits are then move into like sort of initializing the qualities that you know this module is meant to emphasize I kind of feel more in that direction where it's good to have a structure that is consistent that people can get used to. Um, yes, I think that would help. Uh, my personal challenge is that when reading that outline that I put together, I I just couldn't be myself. Myself, I guess you know. It's like suddenly I'm I feel much more than doing this that I'm like playing a role. But you know, life is all roles. I mean, you know, the ultimate truth is not linguistic. So we just maintain, you know, these different social interfaces that work in different contexts. And I think I just need to accept that, you know, this is just a situation that elicits a different um, type of social interface. Uh, so, so I'm working on that, on figuring that out. Um, so beyond that, though, I did have, um, you know, like in the course of a day, if I have an idea, I'll, I'll jot it down. For this podcast, I'll I'll jot it down on the phone. Um, so I have a couple things here. The I guess the first one that I want to talk about is moving and doing stuff. So... This is not going to be groundbreaking at all uh, to say this, but, you know, we are built to do things, right? We have arms with hands, with fingers, you know, and opposable thumbs. We can grab things, move them around. We can walk around with feet. We have eyes and ears, you know. That's all fairly obvious to you. you you've probably noticed these things before, but... um it sort of says, right, it's just the that setup of the human body carries with it a certain message, right? It's like, you are meant to walk. You're meant to grab things with your hands. And, you know, of course, the question is, walk where and do what with my hands, obviously? It's an important question, but it shouldn't paralyze us, you know? What I have found in recent years, which is not something I was good at practicing before, is that if I have an off day and I'm just feeling a little bit depressed and, you know, I'm just 
just would rather kind of turn myself off for the day and, and, and start again on the next day. Um, if I just wallow in that and let that be the primary force, the driving energy of the day, uh, it, you know, it just, it just becomes, you know, it just escalates or, or, or it, uh, plummets down to, you know, this terrible level of just self hate and feeling, feeling, you know, essentially worthless, um, it's a, it's it's but that's actually quite self indulgent right i mean we all struggle with these feelings some of us you know more than others of course and and those who are at the far extremes in terms of the let's say the pathology of that you know those are issues which i probably don't have any proper perspective on to be able to, to comment on you know but for as far as like the run of the mill, you know, semi depressions that we all kind of get where we just c- convince ourselves that our life is headed in the wrong direction and everything is doom and gloom and whatnot. Um, just getting up and moving and, you know, emptying the washing machine or mopping, uh, doing some yard work outside, just just moving around and doing something it it can transport us into a more optimistic and realistic, you know, state. You would think, well, no, because like I'm having an existential crisis here. You know, my relationship with this person is undergoing this transition, which I don't know, you know, where it's going to go. And this is a huge, uh, you know, unknown thing right now in my life. And I don't, you know, three years from now, I have no idea where... I'm going to be because this feels like a fork in the road and I could go this way or that way and blah, 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 blah. All those things may be true. Most of them are just thoughts, figments of our imagination. Um, But you would think, well, you know, how can I, how can I sort of um, mitigate or assuage? Is that the right way to pronounce that? This this existential angst, right? With by just getting up and like sweeping the floor, like you know, why would that help? Or working out, say, or doing something for someone else, taking the focus off yourself. Simple things can rectify, you know, mis misalignments or uh, um, yeah. There's another word I can't think of. But, you know, simple acts like this can kind of bring about like a rectification that you wouldn't expect something so mundane or simple to be able to do up against, you know, these existential, you know, um, nightmares that we kind of bombard ourselves with, you know. But it is, in fact, extremely effective. And, and, you know, I found that if I don't work out every day, you know, if I miss a day, you know, let's say in a week, Minimum five days a week, um, I try to work out. Uh, if I go through a you know a period, an extended period of time where I'm not working out, things start to fall out of whack, you know. And I mean, it would be nice to believe, and maybe some people live without working out and are still quite healthy and um, don't need it. That's probably the case. In my case, you know, maybe that would be true. If I were living, say, more in a European, uh, 
you know, type of social atmosphere where, you know, I'm getting a lot of social inputs every day just by walking out on the street and whatnot. But here in the States, life is a little more sedentary and um, isolating, to be frank. And so <clears throat> then you, you really start to need these counterbalancing things to kind of keep yourself balanced, right? And for me, working out is absolutely one of those. And um, it just helps keep you seeing things from a more balanced perspective, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I really, if you're ever, you know, struggling with even, you know, the, the, the deepest of life issues, right? Just believe in the power of, let me get up and just walk. Let me walk around the block, you know? Uh, let me, let me do that thing that's been sitting there in the corner for like, you know, eight weeks that I, every single time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to do that. Let me, let me get to that in a minute, but hold on. And that I keep putting off or, you know, as I mentioned before, do something for someone else. I mean, that right there is probably, you know, more powerful than anything else because, you know, another thing that the setup of the human system sort of tells us is that we are outwardly facing entities, right? Like the eyes are looking out, the ears are reaching out, right? <clears throat> Your body is oriented outwards. It's made to interface and interact with, with the world. And you could take from that the implication that we're not really meant to stand in front of a mirror and gaze at ourselves all day in the way that we symbolically do, um, especially in, in, in highly individualistic Western cultures. And, you know, just taking the resources of your energy and attention and channeling that into doing something kind and considerate for someone else I mean, that is the most powerful practice, you know, that I can think of when comparing it to working out or whatever. I mean, you know, those are all things you do for your own benefit. This is something that ultimately is for your own benefit, but that's not the aim, right? The, the whole aim is, is you're, you're, you're being selfless. It's interesting that I think... Yeah, I mean, life can be so different. The experience that we have in our lifetime can be so different. I mean, it's essentially like saying, write me a movie script, you know? Well, the movie that comes out on the other end of that, and, and by the way, it's not just the script, because then it's also, okay, who's the director? Who are the actors? How are those people, you know, coming together on a project and what did that give rise to? How, how did the editing process kind of give final shape to that? And then what is the end result? I mean, through that whole process, you know, the, the outputs that you get from that are, can be so, so vastly different. And, and, you know, that's how our experiences of life can be when we're marching through life, you know, supposing ourselves to be this constructed self, right? Because it's, it's, it's a narrativization of the experience of being alive as a human, right? 
but it's like a fictionalization. Is that a word? Because if it is, I got I probably get a gold star for that one. Nice and long. How many syllables? Fictionalization. Only six. Anyway, um, it is a, a, a fictionalization. Gosh, no, I have to look it up. No, no I'm going to resist that urge. Um, of of experience, right? It's it's something we do to sort of just maybe it's just to feel comfortable, so that it doesn't feel like you know everything is just chaos all the time. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of like a a kid having their you know. And I had this as a kid that your little cozy blanket, your blankie, you know, that you keep with you and you clutch onto to feel secure. It's a strategy to, yeah, try to cook up some sense of security amidst the, the vastness of life, let's say. But the, um, the irony is that when you fully release yourself into the experience of life and, and, and when you, relinquish you know all resistance to it and also let go of the constant narrator who's commenting and assigning valence to each thing um you sort of just dissolve into the everythingness of life and 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 realize how you're not only so extremely close to it you are it and that is being at home you know that is true security because that is the one thing that cannot be removed so I started with moving around and emptying the dishwasher and it ended with that and I do think there is a path there to be walked. I mean, maybe one way to summarize the connection is we can arrive at a a place of alignment with experience that is vibrant and alive and immediate. And you would you might think the way to get there is through you know, whether it be intense practice, understanding of esoteric, you know, teachings, years and years of, you know, um, giving things up and not doing this and not doing that. And, but actually, you know, the truth is that it's, it's, it's much more simple than that. And it's just about, falling into what is already here and just letting it be as it is. There's really no action needed on your part in this strange way. And I've witnessed myself moving around and interacting in the world in a way that I am more a spectator of than the initiator of uh, you know i think we ultimately are not it's all automatic you know we're just kind of here to witness and enjoy it 
and that that feels like a fairly esoteric point. Maybe I'll stop with that line there before I get a little too. I'm staring at a video of a fractal. I was like, <clears throat> when I record these, instead of just looking at that GarageBand screen, I want to look at something that's like visually aesthetically pleasing. So I put on, found a YouTube video of a fractal, and it's weird. It's just I, I hadn't been watching. I forgot even that I put it on. So I just opened it now, and I'm looking at it, and um, you're not seeing it. So there's really not a much sense in me describing it. There's no way I could describe it, but it's like this infinite falling into constantly evolving patterns. And that's sort of, I've talked about this actually on, on a previous episode, but that that is what it feels like. I mean, you know, things are happening. You're not the one making them happen. And, they, and it's just this, you know, ever flow of experience and being one with that that is is a very different experience than the primary mode that you know most of us are usually in most of the time which is really just rehearsing lines in our head um, and just really really holding on to certain mental patterns as our primary mode for perceiving and Perceiving life and 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 just being right, we're we're. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that um, we spend so much time in that mode because that is it's a misapprehension. And the correct uh, apprehension, which is a very unsatisfying couple of words there, but. Um, is is available and it's vastly more right than the other way. So I would recommend uh, taking that for a spin from time to time. Um, I think this uh, this fractal is becoming a little too trippy. It's it fully feels three D now. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna fall in there, and there's some sharp edges. So maybe I should. Um, call this an episode and wish you a great day. Thanks for sharing the space here with me and I'll talk to you again soon.